Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. It actually is my first cup of coffee this morning. Um, turning things around a little bit in different ways, which I'll talk about. Man, does that taste good. I'm going to put a little bit more water in this fountain while I'm standing here. So today is Thursday, September 26th. Uh, I did not blog or podcast yesterday, Wednesday. I was feeling a little bit done. Um, the release day Tuesday was actually the, um, the most fun release day I've ever had. And I was realizing in retrospect that maybe it's because it was the best release day I've ever had. Um, you know, the St. Martin's publicity team has just been outstanding, just stellar, enthusiastic, sending me messages, and, you know, lots and lots of reviews and congratulations coming in yesterday. Sorry, not yesterday, Tuesday, although they were still coming yesterday and will still be coming. I really like their strategy of they didn't do tons and tons of pre-promo there was some but a whole lot of the marketing strategy is focused on release day and after so you know like i have things that i know are coming up for the next month or so and the book has been continuing to climb the ranks which is great um the in both fantasy romance and romantic fantasy on Amazon, the only books ahead of it have been, in those subcategories, have been um, in Kindle Unlimited. And, you know, there's just, it's hard to budge those Kindle Unlimited books. So, uh, it was amazing. It was just really a wonderful day. I think it helped that I didn't try to write, that I just devoted myself to you know, basically, replies on social media. Um, and then it was so great having the party with my friends that evening. And I really have Kelly Robson to thank for that because she was the one saying, you know, you really should do something to celebrate. And, you know, in the past, I've, you know, sometimes I've gone and bought myself a pricier bottle of sparkling wine or something like that. The birds are really busy today. You can hear that in the background. They're really moving around. Getting ready for, getting ready for fall. Getting ready for winter. Uh, so, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, she said, oh, you really need to celebrate. So I had asked Megan Mulry. Um, a couple weeks back, I said, well, you want to go out that evening? You want to go do something? And she said, why don't we have a party for you? Why don't you come over and we'll have a party? And, you know, it was not a huge party. It's a Tuesday evening, right? You know, what do you expect of people? But um, everybody who came were people that I just love. And the next day, Mr. Minerva Spencer even said, you have fabulous friends. And I thought, you know, I do. I have fabulous friends. It's one of... Um, I'd have to add that to my list of superpowers. Anitoki. <laughs> um, that I have 
a talent or a luck for finding really wonderful people and making them be my friends. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was um, it was just really a, a wonderful evening. It, it it went flawlessly. It was one of those perfect evenings, and I drank a lot of fruit rosé. And I was a little bit tender-headed yesterday morning, and I regretted nothing. Um, but then David asked me. He was kind of thinking about going fishing up at Abiquiu, and he said, "Did I want to go fishing at Abiquiu?" And I said, "Yeah, let's do it." I was expecting maybe phone calls from Agent Sarah on the submission, but I knew I'd have a decent cell signal at Abiquiu. And then as far as writing on the fate of the Tala, um, I guess I usually say it more Tala, but you know, fate of the Tala, um, I am having to go back and read. Uh, you all probably could have predicted that from what I was saying. It's just um, creeping along slowly, and there's just too much I've forgotten of the threads. And I went back and started reading The Shift of the Tide, which, you know, I wrote two years ago now. And there's all these things I'm like, oh, that's right. Oh, yes, right, right. So I took the books with me, and I took my notebook, and I sat there on the shore and um, took notes, and I'm just getting that world and those threads back in my head again. And I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and do that for the next several days because, you know, writing less than a 1,000 words a day, creeping along like that, it's not like <laughs> making tons of progress anyway. So... Hopefully I can, um, I even tried to sketch out a plot structure, which ugh, I hate doing. I, I know what the big climax will be. I know what the, I'm not sure exactly what the whole all is lost moment will be. I know what's going to pull them out of it. You know, so really, I just have to start stacking up a cascade of events. But the last few books, I've been, you know, coming up with all these great ways of how they'll be able to fight this battle. And I realized I'm going to have to figure out how to, you know, kind of pull the pins out one by one, pull that out of the plan. So, so yeah, I think that's what I'm going to be doing for the next several days is just reading and taking notes, which, you know, that's, doesn't sound sucky, right? Sounds like a pretty decent life. I'm always happiest when I'm drafting. You guys know that also. But it's uh, one of those things that I know that I'm trying to be more grown up and more aware of, of what work as a writer means. I think for maybe because I had my career... Um, at the same time as, you know, the environmental consulting for the same, uh, you know, parallel to the writing for so long that I always felt like only writing counted as getting work done, only writing counted as writing. And I still stand by that in many ways because, and I know that I'm hardline about this and I know that I've hopefully haven't made any newbie writers cry, but I know that I have 
sort of popped their bubbles in a way by my hard stance on this. And I don't really mean to. I don't want to discourage anyone. But I do believe that if you want to write a book, then you must write. Then you have to write words. And that things like research don't count as writing. And I still stand by that. Research is not writing. Drawing maps is not writing. Character interviews is not writing. Um, outlining? Outlining? You know, it just depends. Um, you know, if you're Dorinda Jones and you're writing a 100-page outline, which consists of, um, you know, snippets of scenes and all of that, I mean, she still has to write the book after that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I think it counts as writing. Uh, Grace Draven does something similar, and I finally was able to put it in a framework because Grace goes through and she writes all of her dialogue first. She does all of her dialogue, and then she goes in and fills out the scenes. And I've told her I think that she's absolutely crazy that she does it this way, but which I, I stand by that also. <laughs> uh, but it occurred to me finally that that is Grace's way of creating an outline that she outlines by and, and actually not an entirely dissimilar way to how Dorinda does it because they both do a whole lot of dialogue heavy um, outlining so anyway I'm, I would love to try to sketch out a plot structure ahead of time on this. Um, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I started sketching it out and then hit that same wall that I always hit with it. So I, I think, I don't know. I suppose that one way for me to look at it is that when I want to go ahead and make an outline or pre-plot, I expect that to come quickly. And when it doesn't come immediately, I feel like, no, I'm just going to go back to writing in that way. I'm actually getting something done. But, you know, Dorinda and Grace spend months on their outlines. So, you know, if I looked at it that way, I don't know. I guess I still think I'd rather just be writing the book. <laughs> We'll see. I'm, I'm going to do this reading and take the notes and then see where I'm at. Um, I just have a whole lot of characters in the story at this point and a whole lot of threads, and it's, and it's unwieldy. I just need to um, get my head deep into it. But, you know, so far as learning to uh, give myself credit for work I do that is not writing, the business side of things. You know, like on Tuesday, I didn't do any drafting, but I did do a lot of work. It was release day, and I did a lot of release day-related work, and I have to give myself credit for that. I think I tend to get, because I am so focused on numbers, I tend to be very... I have a tendency to let the numbers drive me. I want to have those nice high numbers on my spreadsheets and have the charts look a particular way. 
it was one reason why I stopped using my Fitbit. Um, I decided that I was letting the Fitbit numbers drive me instead of letting the way my body felt drive me. Um, I think that might be like one of my little obsessive tendencies is that I really do like the numbers to line up in particular ways and I have to not let that be the most important thing. So yesterday I got work done even though we went up to Abiquiu and it was a, it was a beautiful day, beautiful autumn day. Um, the water was coming in a bit although they say it will go down again. It's still so low, it's amazingly low. But David caught some fish, and I read a lot of that book, took some notes. So it was a good day. It was a good um, post-release decompress, and I was surprisingly tired. I even fell asleep in the car on the way back, just crashed out. So I think I had been expending more energy than I realized. Um, but, you know, so it's been a good few days, and I guess uh, Orchid Throne will be... Uh, the fresh fiction pick of the day today, so that's terrific to see. I'm delighted to see that. Um, you know, and, and things are just continuing to, to roll right along. Uh, Submission-wise, there was a problem at the forklift factory, and they were not able to get the forklift to pile up all of the gold bars that they wanted to. So that particular thing that I was excited about sadly did not work out. But it was a long shot. That was a lottery type thing and it was unexpected from the beginning. Um, it wasn't what Sarah and I had aimed for starting out. It sort of got thrown in there as, hey, what if this happened? And we both got very excited about it. It would have been super cool if it happened. But it didn't. And while that's semi-disappointing, it's also, uh, you know, it's like when you don't win the lottery. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> lottery would have been nice, but that's all right. And so there's a, you know, now we're going for the much more, what would be the analogy, the parallel analogy? Instead of winning the lottery, now we are looking at some really likely um, job possibilities. So I'm excited about that. I'm feeling very good about things. Um, really nice to see Orchid Throne doing so amazingly well. Really... Um, you know, getting the reviews and getting a lot of notice from people who uh, had not read me before. There have been some uh, some funny <laughs> funny reviews. You know, the, I've been tagged on so many that are you know what I consider kind of mixed reviews, but I think that they consider them really good reviews. Um, you know, a lot of people complaining about the slow beginning. Uh, in retrospect, I think that um, that prologue which you guys know I hate prologues, and I only put in that prologue because um, Jenny really wanted one, and I shouldn't have made that prologue so dense, but she wanted kind of a dense prologue so that I could pull a lot of the world building out of the first part of the book and into the prologue, but 
a whole lot of readers apparently do not skip prologues, which I think everybody should just skip the prologues. <laughs> I skip the prologues. Uh, so apparently they wade into that prologue, find it dense. Um, then the first chapter just takes some time to work into as well because it's a slower pace. Uh, which I keep reminding myself I wanted a slower pace. I wanted a different feel. And, you know, fortunately, they're all saying, you know, by, once they get past the first third, then they were, you know, totally wrapped and drawn in and drawn in and drawn in. Um, I worry about that a little bit because I feel like, you know, people who aren't given it for review, will they stick it out? But these are also a whole lot of people who read YA. Some romance and complaining that, uh, you know, the hero and heroine don't actually get in the same room until about 25% in, which is true. And I did do that on purpose because I wanted slow burn. So, um, <laughs> but this one review that this gal tagged me on, she said, um, once I got past all of the horrible person and place names at the beginning, then I loved it. <laughs> and, you know, and it's funny because it made me think of my mom. I remember trying to read her once when she was sick. I read her Joan Vonge's, um, is it called The Snow Queen? I haven't thought about that book in a long time. I should go look that up. It was the Snow Queen, Summer Queen uh, duology way back when. This is what, 70s. And um, and she stopped me and she said, are all of the books you read like this with all of these made-up names? And I kind of paused and I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Never occurred to me. Um, you know, I think maybe you just get used to that when you read a lot of fantasy. Um, but it also reminded me of my darling Megan Mulray, who I love to the ends of Earth and beyond if only because she gave me a fabulous party. Uh, you know, she's a wonderful person, and she tried to read the ARC, and, and she gave it back to me, and she said, I tried. I really tried. And she said, but, you know, the fantasy names, and I was like, I understand. <laughs> it's just, you know, either, either you like that kind of thing, either you get into it or you don't. And I do think it's a lot like, um, you know, like when you sit and you try to read... Um, Chaucer or Shakespeare or something and it feels so dense and unwieldy to begin with until you get into the rhythm of it and then it opens up your mind and then you move into that other world and it's, it's like um, becoming part of something else and I did want that. So there are those things. I hope that uh, I'm, I'm greatly encouraged by the fact that that all of the reviews say, even though this, I struggled with the beginning, by the end I was completely hooked and I cannot wait for book two. So, you know, and, and they all say things like, you know, I know with fantasy books, you know, you spend a lot of the first book building the world. And boy, you know, I don't know if there's much way around that. It would, um, with the new shiny, I may have found some ways around that. Um, there's still a lot of world building, but I'm able to um, play on more familiar things and give them a slight twist. That's the big thing. If you can find a way to make it be a world that is more immediately recognizable 
with names that are more immediately recognizable, and then just give them a little little bit of a twist so that you know that it's an alternate world or the ways that it is an alternate world. Always the challenge, right? Yeah, makes it fun. Which is how we embrace these things, right? With delight and gladness. Our mantra for this year. Because for me, of course, I believe that the year begins in the fall. So, I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. I am going to be doing a lot of reading today and maybe trying to make an outline. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Surely I could learn how to do that. I just can't decide if I really need to. This is part of my process, right? I, I waffle a whole lot before I settle into exactly how I'm going to do a thing. So, I will um, talk to you all tomorrow. Go forth and conquer with delight and gladness. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.